Hello, hello, everyone. Thank you for stopping by to listen to this podcast show, Mental Wellness for You. My name is Dr. Nicole Arcady, and I'm your mental wellness expert. I come to you with over 22 years in the field of social and behavioral sciences. This podcast was geared because I wanted to make sure to talk to my moms who are constantly working, doing various roles and tasks, and oftentimes forget to take care of our own mental health, to forget to put ourselves first and do those things that are necessary to ensure that we are able to handle the stressors of life. So in this podcast, you're gonna hear different interviews that I speak to various women and seeing what they have found to be helpful to help with their mental wellness. You're also gonna hear different topics and subject matters that are gonna be geared towards you all having mental wellness. So sit back, buckle up, and be ready for the experience of ensuring your mental wellness. Hello, everyone. You are listening to Dr. Nicole L. Arcady, Mental Wellness for You. I just want to come on here briefly before you ask, you're going to delve into the actual episode that I spoke and interviewed Dr. Sandra about how childhood trauma can impact you as an adult. I initially wanted to air these um, series that I pre-recorded with other experts on the topic of trauma. I wanted to to, um, record it and air it during the month of May, which is Mental Health Awareness Month. Unfortunately, due to some technical difficulties and some scheduling conflicts, that did not happen. So when you listen to this episode, you will hear me mention, hi, May is the month of Mental Health Awareness Month. I know it's not May. We are in June, June 5th to be exact, so don't be alarmed, but you are in for a treat as you listen to some great strategies and tips and just discussions on how childhood trauma can impact us as an adult and may show up. So stay tuned, everyone, and buckle up because you are about to hear some great information. Well, hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Mental Wellness for You with your host, yours truly, Dr. Nicole L. Arcady. I am so excited to be able to bring to you this these special episode series. So May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and I wanted to do something a little different. I've actually interviewed uh, various experts in the field of mental health on trauma. And we're going to be having this series on trauma. And during this month of May, I had a listener contact me and ask, Dr. Nicole, can you please talk about trauma and the impact that it can have on us as an adult? And I thought, you know what? I don't believe I spoke about trauma. So that's actually something that I decided, sure, I'll go ahead and do that. And so today, if you've already, if you've been listening to this episode or to this podcast uh, show, you have heard her before. I have brought her back again, Dr. Sandra Wilkerson. She is back to talk to us today about the impact that childhood trauma can have on us as we are adults. And so for those of you who have not listened to a previous episode of Dr. Sandra, let me tell you a little bit about her. She is a licensed marriage and family therapist. She practices in the nice, sunny, sunny state of Florida and also licensed to practice in the state of Texas. 
She has over 20 years of experience in behavioral health. She does community-based mental health. She does therapy for depression, anxiety, trauma. She's worked at a center for trauma where she has actually provided services for youth who were incarcerated and therapy was a part of the mandate for them to receive. She is a mother also of two. So she is no stranger to making sure that moms are taking care of their mental wellness. So without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and bring in to this stage, to the episode so you all can hear Dr. Sandra. Welcome, welcome. Dr. Sandra, (laughs) thank you. Glad to be back. Yes, thank you. It was so lovely having you when you came before. So, you know, you're going to be a regular on the show. So let's just just say that right now. (laughs) I just, I love having you. And so before we even get started, we're going to be talking about trauma. So I think it's very important for me to just define when we say trauma, what we're talking about, because trauma is something is a term that has been thrown around. It's very pervasive right now. It's a big problem that we're seeing within our society, particularly when we're coming back from, you know, post-COVID era where we had collective trauma that a lot of us experienced at the same time. But when we're talking about trauma, we're defining trauma as the result from exposure to an incident or a series of events that are emotionally disturbing or life-threatening with lasting effects, adverse effects on your functioning, on your mental, physical, social, emotional, and spiritual well-being. And so when you experience trauma, there's different types of symptoms that you can exhibit, right? So there is, you know, so we can have some traumatic experience can be emotional abuse, physical or sexual abuse, childhood neglect, living with a family member with a mental health or substance use disorder, sudden unexplained separation from a loved one, poverty, racism, discrimination and oppression, violence in the community, war or terrorism. These are all experiences that a person goes through that can be traumatic. And so trauma can occur in any age. But what we do know is that it can have debilitating long-term effects on a child's developing brain, right? On children's developing brain. And so when we're talking about trauma, just knowing that it is the the response, right? That the person is um, exhibiting due to the events that they have gone through, right? of what had occurred. So I don't know, did you want to add anything in there, Dr. Sandra? I'm just giving the textbook, right? Definition of the term. Yeah, textbook definition. <laughs> yeah. Actually, when I try to explain trauma to people, because that textbook, I, I think one of the issues that I generally have when I'm talking with people about their trauma or their traumatic experiences, and they are not conceptualizing as trauma, because I think so many times we think of it just being, you know, shell shock. It was something that, that the, uh, the PTSD you get when you go to war or something that happens, you know, if you're sexually or sexually abused, it's just like, oh, something so devastating happened. Um, and it is. Um, but generally mm-hmm. what I do to get people to acknowledge that something major happened to you that it's not necessarily normal is that it's yeah. an event that really changes how you see the world. So you were going mm-hmm. on through life, you know, doing pretty good. And then something happens. And Mm. then after this something happens, 
it completely changes how you see the world. You, you're usually mm. not going to be trusting people anymore. You're, you're, you're not going to go places that you want to went to. You're going to be triggered by things. And I've kind of collected a, a list of D words. I, I've learned, I've learned from can you say that? People, uh, can you say that again? The D words, a list of the D words. The D words. Here are the oh. D words. Okay. It could okay. be death, death, mm. a divorce, mm. a major disappointment. Because uh, it would, it could really change how you see the world. It's like I call it a shift in your paradigm. Uh, something mm -hmm. very degrading and a disease. So I think, you know, you, you, you know, I've worked with people who have been diagnosed with HIV or something like that. And when they kind of go back and think about it, that experience, it's not like trauma, like I went off to a war-torn country, but, you know, finding out in that moment that you might be HIV positive, you might die, that could be a traumatic moment for you. And it shifts. And a lot of times it's talking to people about that and then everything that might have led up to these things um, is, it's really impairing how you think about things and how you're relating to people. Um, and, and I move from that definition. So a lot of people don't necessarily meet the diagnostic criteria, but they've had experiences that's altering their view of life. So that's kind of how I break it down. No, thank you but for I that. Because it, it, I love what you said. It made it so simplistic. Going through an experience that alters the way that you view the world alters the way that you engage in the world, alters the things that you do in the world. And so, I mean, an example could be, like you said, a divorce. So experiencing a divorce can be traumatic for the individual, depending on what was happening in the divorce. If it was very acrimonious, you know, a lot of conflict going on, fighting, and just a lot of just, I was going say is nastiness, right, happening between the two, it can be very traumatic. And so the person, whenever they drive by, right, a courthouse, they may get triggered and have some symptoms. Or if it were something to do with maybe even the name of the individual that they had, right, that they were going through with, with, they can get triggered by that also. So something that alters, that happens to you, an event, the experience that alters the way you view life and you engage in life is considered a trauma exactly. or a traumatic event for the individual. Yes. And I think even with the with something like a divorce for kids, you know, and some people oftentimes you hear I didn't see it coming. So it might not have been acrimonious or, you know, contentious or anything like that. It's just one day your spouse walks in and says, I don't want to be married to you anymore. And you're like hit with a Mack truck. Might not have mm. been a lot of conflict. So this, that could be pretty traumatic for yeah. some people. And, and especially for kids, kids don't always know what's going on behind the scenes this is one day they realize that their parents are divorcing they didn't see it coming and so that ends up being a traumatic and i think the other way i like to just describe it to describe it when i'm talking with just you know people who are not in the field is that mm -hmm. it's a really defining moment in your life it's something mm -hmm. you look back on and it really defines a moment so you think about kids i'm a product of divorce so it's like i didn't, it wasn't, my parents weren't acrimonious, it was very friendly. But when I look back over my life, something that was traumatic for me was my parents' divorce. But when I got into the field and I saw kids who were struggling with really traumatic things, parents who they were being abused, sexually abused, I didn't kind of grow up in that environment where I saw that. It almost made me minimize 
quote the trauma that I had, but that's mm -hmm. why I like using everything from disappointment to death, mm -hmm. because what might be traumatic for you might not be traumatic for me. So it, okay. I think we need to keep in mind that it's also very, it's a personal experience. It's like you're saying mm -hmm. a divorce for one person might not be traumatic, but for somebody else, it could, you know, someone mm -hmm. dying could be a tra traumatic experience for somebody. So, and I think that goes back to what you're saying about the response, mm -hmm. you know, on how mm -hmm. we continue to navigate the world after the defining event. Yeah, no, no. Thank you for that. And so I, I want to go back to what you were mentioning when we just briefly went on to children, because you do have experience working with children. And so can you tell us more about how, you know, when we're talking about the trauma, how it's not necessarily defined by the response, but how the adults respond. So can you tell us a little bit more what you've seen with children and then you've worked with children, teens and, and then adults, right? So you've worked yes, the whole spectrum. I've been all over the place. I've worked the whole spectrum. spectrum. <laughs> within the family system, with individuals, within the couples, mm -hmm. it, it, I got them all covered. So my experience working with children is, um, okay, uh, with adults. So I'm going to try to do this. I realized that, okay, hold on. That's Let me okay. get my thoughts together. Get your thoughts together. Get my thoughts together. See, look, when you have so All much right. information in your head, right? It can be a challenge to make sure you organize it the way it, it needs to be organized. Okay. <laughs> get all so, the good jewels together. Yeah, get them all together. Okay. So what we know is that not everyone who's exposed to a quote defining event will be symptomatic. So, you know, you, you can think about Hurricane Katrina. All those people who were in Hurricane Katrina did not develop PTSD. Mm -hmm. um, so what happens is what the research says and what my experience has taught me is that it really does depend on how people around you respond. So when mm -hmm. I was working with those children advocacy centers and that parents were recognizing that their kids had experienced something sexually inappropriate, you put it in so you can be preventive. And so what I hear with a lot of the women, the women counseling now is that nobody believed them when they told them they were abused or nobody, you know, followed through with treatment or whatever their defining moment was. Nobody came and um, let's say confirmed it, validated that this yeah. experience happened to them. And sometimes I think that's where all the, the thought challenges come in because now you're left to kind of figure this out on your own. So working with little kids and you kind of help them create a narrative where it's not pathologizing, those kids usually can go on and the trauma does not define them. What mm. happens is if you, you have this trauma and you don't get treatment or nobody comes to your rescue, um, those are the people that I've seen that kind of really struggles with the traumatic event. So we know everybody who went to war is not going to, is not um, going to exhibit these symptoms. And then resiliency also plays a part in it. How resilient yes. are you in a situation? What kind of life experiences have you had? So, oh, I got a, a quote, little example. So uh, last year around this time, I assaulted and I, you know, screamed out for Jesus and I was let go. And I just kind of let it go. I was like, you know what? It's no big deal. I, I mean, because for some people it would have been a trauma, but because I'm sorry, Dr. I don't Sandra. have a history of trauma. Dr. Sandra, can but, you go back? Because you kind of froze there. And so you oh, said last year and we didn't, you know, oh. I want to make sure everyone hears exactly what you were saying. Oh, okay. And I don't know what's going on. Okay. So I had an experience last year with somebody kind of, um, I, I was kind of attacked. I mean, 
And it mm. was, I mean, my kids tell the story it was like, mama, this was, this was really traumatic. But I, you know, was like, my, my thing was, oh, Jesus help me. And this person who kind of got me from the back, let me go and mm. ran off. So I don't know if it was something about me calling Jesus, but it was mm. a traumatic event. But because I don't have a history and traumatized, I was able to just kind of let it go. I didn't have okay. any nightmares about it or anything like that because when my response released me, I had people to support me and I did not have a history of trauma. So if I had had a history of trauma of being sexually abused or held down gunpoint, domestic mm -hmm. violence, when it happened to me, I probably would, it would have really continue to alter my view of life. So to add mm -hmm. to how we respond, it was just like, what kind of experiences have you had that that preceded this defining event? So I think those are some mm. things that we really need to think about when we're working with people when they present with trauma. Or a lot of times people are asking, well, uh, why could this person be doing so well and we went through the same thing? You know, yeah. well, we don't we don't necessarily know, but I just wanted to kind of throw that in to just. No, that's you know. a great example just to show how it's really an, an, an individual thing, right? Mm -hmm. So how you may respond, because when you're telling the story, I'm like, ooh, right? And now I haven't been attacked, but I don't know. I think, you know, I, I'm like getting all, when you're telling the story, thinking like, I think I would have been a little bit more, I would have probably yelled Jesus too, but I think, I, you know, that, that sounded traumatic to me. So I'm with your kids, right? That sounded, <laughs> that sounded traumatic to me. But for you, you're like, you were able to shake it off because it wasn't necessarily a defining moment for yeah. you, right? So where someone else, like, let's say for me, I may, it may have then impacted how I, how I would go about even going to a, to shop or going out, you know, in a, in a large space, or if, if I had to go to my car, I may have looked around, you know, frequently scanning to make sure nobody's coming up behind me, you know, making sure I'm not on my phone. And I just think of all the things that I may have, it may have altered for me had I had that experience. And I think the other thing to add is just, you, you know, we now are considering poverty and uh, sometimes, mm -hmm. you know, being black in America, is, mm -hmm. you know, these mm -hmm. trauma responses. I, I, I grew up in a really safe community. So my mm -hmm. worldview is that people are not out to get me. So when I did, okay, get, I like it, it was easier. Mm -hmm. It was easier for me to kind of just go back to like, this was an isolated situation. I'm not okay. going to go back on that little road that I was on. And, you know, but I generally, my belief system okay. kind of helped me through that experience. Um, so I, there, to me, like I said, trauma is so complicated and, and we look at it and I like how you said it, a very individual kind of response, you know, diagnostic, di diagnosing people and looking at these different factors. So love the textbook definition, but a lot of us have had traumatic experiences. You know, I, I know you've used the eight. Look at those. Yes. Um, school, you know, we will assess people. Um, we're we're starting to see that lots of things are. Yeah, the adverse child experiences. We see those things now when people are having these responses. So, like with COVID, that's why it's like a disease. COVID, just COVID itself has altered how we live and navigate the world. Yes. So, yes. love the textbook definition, but don't don't. Yeah. Most of us will miss the boat. Get yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you know, and, and it's it's one of those things, and, I, and I'm just gonna touch on it really quickly, is because you know when you're talking about trauma and, and not necessarily thinking about 
how COVID really could have been traumatic to individuals. I saw it more in the therapy with clients because I had some, some people that, you know, they experienced multiple deaths back to back to back to back due to COVID. And so it impacted them and they caught a, you know, they had a cough. Oh my God, I'm about to die because of the experience that they had close to them of people dying from the disease, right? It caused a, it was a traumatic experience or as you, how you, how did you say it? It was a defining moment in their lives because they saw so many deaths that then it impacted them with how they responded. They weren't really going out even after COVID, right? They were really conscious of people, nervous, you know, it really altered the way they engaged in life. And so that's when we're talking about the trauma. So when we're talking about something you mentioned, just as a child, it's the support system of the adults around the child if they experience something, you know, in your childhood, something that's traumatic, a traumatic event. And so two things that you mentioned, I'm going to just summarize just what you said was what makes an impact if a child has experienced some trauma is are they able to be validated, right? Are their feelings validated by the adult about what they went through? Does an adult validate their feelings about the event, right? Not minimize it, not tell them to be quiet, not tell them that didn't happen, but actually hear them and validate their experience and how they're feeling. And then you also talked about resiliency, right? How if they've never had a history of trauma related to that type of an experience or an event, that allows them to be able to bounce back more quicker, right? After they have experienced something that's traumatic. Can, that can you wonderful paraphrase? <laughs> <laughs> Good summarization, Dr. Nikki. Can you tell us just with your work? Because I know you did some extensive work. You know, it was really exciting. Well, I don't want to say exciting, but it was interesting the work that you, you know, you would talk to me about, you were doing with young adults. Well, teenagers that were in this the trauma center and some things that you noticed and then now working you know with the work with adults that you saw kind of some parallels of the adults and how you know what they experienced as a child impacted them now as an adult can you just touch a little bit on that working in in that sent in in this it's a JJ residential program, Department of Juvenile Justice for girls who had committed some crimes. Mm-hmm. And I first I want to say that I, these girls were arrested and charged because they had experienced trauma. I, I'm not justifying at all what they did, what they did, because what they did was wrong. But so many of them had trauma responses. And, you know, now we're trying to differentiate or some of the responses related to like I, or PTSD, you know, and trying to differentiate that. But I think the biggest thing that I see that's most concerning is in their relationships. So, you know, I see these girls in this this facility and seeing how they react to authority and, Mm. and just like having exaggerated responses, you know, low emotional intelligence. And now I'm looking at at adult women now and those girls who who were in that program, you know, they they are extreme. They are like on this, you know, extreme side of the bell curve. But when I kind of translate what I'm seeing in adult women, it is still the struggle to kind of, you know, um, have appropriate emotional responses to situations. Everything is so it's tolerance of of feeling betrayed, feeling um, 
slighted, not betrayed, slighted. It's it's mm. an exaggerated response. So seeing them kind of, you know, transition into adulthood and then have kids and, and the things that they do to either protect their kids or how they leave their kids kind of neglected as a result of having this trauma. And I started kind of seeing how and why this was occurring. Um, and, and seeing, you know, the resistance to the medication and, you know, don't, it, it's just been kind of really fascinating, just kind of being able to walk through trauma with clients from young ages to teenagers and then adults, and then just going back and then having those women talk about, you know, the, the abuse that, because by the time they got to that place where I was, it, it was, it was not too late. It had already impacted the, how they were thinking. Um, but those, the adult women that I'm working with, it is really, really challenging to get them to uh, not only talk about it, because you have to develop rapport and you want to be really careful when you're working with people in their trauma narratives, but to get them to understand that they are, they're, they're almost being bullied by the younger person who was traumatized. That, that mm -hmm. younger person is actually dictating some of the choices they're making. So it's like, you know, when I'm working with them, I'm actually asking them to kind of nurture the, the younger child. And tell, the, tell the younger version of yourself that you're a grown adult now and you don't need to be acting this way. Well, thank you for listening in to that dynamic talk that I had with Dr. Sandra about how childhood trauma can impact you as an adult. She gave some great strategies. She gave some great tools and things for us to really think about and listen to when we are talking about that trauma that we have experienced and how it may show up in our adult years. And so if you are wanting some more services, you're thinking, you know what, Dr. Nicole, this has been great, but I need a little bit more information just to help me with my mental health, my mental wellness, right? Go ahead and visit my website, drnicolearcady.com. You can also go onto my online wellness academy where I have different courses that are quick, interactive, designed for you to assist you with your mental wellness, whether that is helping you with being able to effectively communicate, to assert your needs, to be able to say no without feeling guilty, to be able to understand what grieving and losses and how that may show up in your life and the way and the symptoms how you may be presenting yourself go ahead and log on to the online academy you can get access to that by just going to my website drnicolearcady.com if you not have not already done so go ahead and subscribe to my newsletter visiting my website where i provide different types of mental health tips where I am providing that in that newsletter. Also, you may want to go ahead and follow me on Instagram, Dr. Nicole Arcady, LinkedIn, Dr. Nicole Arcady, or Facebook, Dr. Nicole Arcady. I try to keep it simple so that you can access me and find me wherever you need to. So those are just some items that you can do. I will be having a my fourth annual Moms Empowerment event, which is the You Matter to Moms Empowerment Summit that is going to be September the 16th at 9.30 to 3 p.m. at California State University of San Bernardino. So the tickets are actually now available. You can go on Eventbrite to order your tickets. Just type in my name, Dr. Nicole Arcady. You can type in You Matter Too, and it will pop up. You can also visit my website, drnicolearcady.com, so that you can go ahead and get your tickets. 
it's going to be a fantastic dynamic event. I have various women experts. They're all moms in the field. We're going to have a panel discussion with medical professionals on maternal health. We're going to have a yoga instructor, mental health therapist. We're going to have authors there talking about self-care, all kinds of different things. Great discussion topics at the tables with other like-minded women as yourselves. So if you are looking for something that you're like, you know what? I really want to, it's in person. We're going to have lunch. Now that's a big one. We're going to have lunch because I love to be fed, right? So if you're looking for something that you want to do and you're thinking, well, September is too far out. Actually, it's not. It's right around the corner and there's limited tickets. So make sure you get your ticket before they are all gone. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm glad that you have listened in. Happy Mental Wellness Monday to every single person. And why is it so very important for me to talk about and for you to know about mental wellness. Well, that's just simple because you matter too. Ta-ta for now, everyone. This is Dr. Nicole L. Arcady, your mental wellness expert.